Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, the really bad, awful, terrible, horrendous couple of weeks for the Democrats continues to get worse. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm hoping to get to it at some point in the show today. Fonnie Willis, is she, this is the greatest gift to the MAGA movement since like the elephant or something. Or the Republican Party in general. What the hell was that yesterday? What was? <laughs> uh, listen, I'm sorry. Our viewership was down a little bit despite yesterday's show being a banger. And let me tell you something. I get it. I'm with you. Totally get it. I was watching that yesterday for two to three hours, riveted, glued to the TV, like freaking gorilla glue. Like, I can't get away. What the hell is going on here? I got that. A ton, a ton of stuff to talk about today. Let me get right to it. Uh, today's show brought to you by our friends at 120 Live. Do you know what studies that show that high blood pressure is the number one risk factor for mortality and one in two adults have high blood pressure? There's a 50-50 chance you're a walking time bomb. But you, not Big Pharma, can take control of your blood pressure with the help of 120 Life. I found this company because I recently found out I had a little bit of an elevated blood pressure issue, which kind of got me a little upset because I hadn't had that before. 120 Life is a blend of great tasting superfruit juices that's formulated with ingredients that have been shown to naturally help control high blood pressure and are endorsed by thousands of health professionals. Try it yourself risk-free with their two-week trial pack. Go to 120life.com, that's 120life.com, and use the code DAN to save 15% and receive free shipping. They're so sure that 120 Life can noticeably lower your blood pressure. Help me out a lot. In two weeks, that they'll give you your money back if you're not satisfied. You have nothing to lose except those high blood pressure numbers. Go to 120life.com, 120life.com. That's 120life.com. Use promo code DAN to save 15%. Serious. Blood pressures, high blood pressure is a silent killer. It's your life we're talking about. 120 Life can help. These statements have not been approved by the FDA. The product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Thanks, 120 Life. We appreciate it. Joseph, it's Friday, my friends. Let's go. It's Friday. Joe's very excited about this Friday. Yes, Something going on? You got a banger of a party to go to or something like that? Joe seems all excited. Head fakes all around, folks, too. Head fakes all around. Uh, I'm going to get to that first. Let me address yesterday. I am so sorry. I Listen, folks, when you fuck something up, you just fuck it up. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I had something on my mind and extended the timeline of Gina Haspel at the CIA for some reason into the Biden administration. That's not an excuse. Excuses are like a-holes, right? Everybody's got them, so forget it. You just own your mistakes and move on. But I want to at least explain to you, not an excuse, what happened because it doesn't change the story at all. But when I explain to you what was going on in my head, and I got, I'm too emotional about this story, I think it'll make sense. So I want to get to that. But just first, this broke yesterday in the New York Times. Ex-FBI informant charged with lying over Biden's role in Ukraine business. Now, folks, this is the biggest freaking head fake I have ever seen. Let me just, I don't have a lot of time to spend on this, so I want to just bullet point this sucker for you right now. The FBI has managed to screw us over again. So here's the gist of the story. There was this FBI form where they take down information for informants, okay? It's something that was referenced. It was in one of my tweets once before. The form had information from this FBI informant basically indicating that Joe Biden may have taken bribes when he was the vice president. Ladies and gentlemen, it was a sliver of the case against Joe Biden, a sliver. I just want to be clear about that right away. The FBI is apparently known 
If you're to believe the New York Times report now that follow me here, chatsters, rescue me if I'm not explaining this right, that the informant who was telling the FBI Joe Biden took bribes, apparently the FBI know, uh, knew he was lying for a long time now, according to the report. You should be asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Because now, Joe, if again, I like to boil things down. There's only two excuses here. Two possible explanations by the FBI. Either the FBI managed to get burned yet again by another source, which I'm sorry, this again, this is not, but this is like, how many sources are going to burn the FBI? Christopher Steele, Danchenko. Now you've got this guy with Smirnoff, whatever his name is on the Biden case. How many guys are going to burn the FBI? So scenario one, if because a lot of the Democrats are celebrating. Oh, my gosh, look, you Republicans went all in on this FBI informant. Have you ever heard me mention this guy's name before? No, you have not. If he was lying, he was lying. He should go to jail. I don't want anybody to lie about anyone, including Joe Biden. However, scenario one, what Democrats are celebrating this? Democrats love the FBI now because they're going after Trump. Gee, am I reading this wrong? That this is now the third major case, major case where an FBI informant has burned trained FBI agents? This, what a victory lap you should all be taking. Or, <laughs> wait, Joseph, I'm not done here. Here's scenario number two. And this may be even worse. This is why, Democrats, you better be real careful taking a victory lap. Is this a head fake? Folks, I don't trust the FBI at all. We live in a police state right now. I'm going to get to the January 6th videos and stuff, and then we got new stuff for you. We live in a police state right now. I don't trust the FBI at all, at all, not even a little bit. There's great men and women working down there in the streets doing bank robberies and stuff. The management of the FBI, I don't trust them one bit, not one single bit. Is there a possibility here that they weren't burned by this guy at all? What do you mean, Dan? That they knew from the beginning this guy was lying and yet let him spin his wheels Knowing Republicans would get a hold of this eventually and build same a little sliver of their case around it, so they could then turn around later and say, "Oh, sorry, my bad. Look at you, idiots. Look at you guys. Dump the whole impeachment thing." I see that as unlikely. I think the FBI legitimately just got burned again. But if they didn't get burned, then they were setting us up, ladies and gentlemen. I got a lot of questions. You guys see where I'm going with this? Can you imagine, you notice Christopher Ray when he was asked about this informant, they fought tooth and nail to not give up his name? Now, was it out of embarrassment of getting burned again? Or is it because they didn't want the Republicans to question this guy or find out anything about this guy themselves so that they could lead them along and go, look, 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 we got an informant. Ah, oh, we don't. Sorry, he lied. Look at you idiots. Drop impeachment. Folks, I don't buy anything anymore from these people. Anything. Trust no one in government. I want to go back to 2018. I want you to listen to this. This was me on Fox. This is important. I want to go back to what's going on now. Uh, another breaking uh, story last night from Schellenberger, Taibbi. Uh, the story's not breaking. I should say that they have a source on it is breaking. Okay. Again, forget this credit stuff. It's starting to piss me off. Who gives a shit? Who gets the credit? Please stop. It's just stupid. Our goal is to take the deep state apart, not to sit there and go, who's going to get medals for it? Okay. Stop. It's annoying and it's juvenile. And I'm seeing way too much of it online. I don't care if you listen to me or not. I wrote a damn book on it. You don't hear me like clamoring for all this crap. Everybody's like whining about this. 
Schellenberger Taibbi put out a thing last night about the ICA. The ICA was at 17 intelligence agencies say Russia tried to interfere in the election to help Trump. Now, that's it's been eviscerated a long time ago. Lee Smith did. But they have a source now with information indicating that that thing was crap. I'll get to that in a second. But I want you to listen to this. It'll tie into what I was talking about yesterday with Gina Haspel, why I was distracted and overly emotional about this whole thing. And I am, even though yesterday's show is still a banger. You should check it out. But listen to what I said on Fox back in 2018. Check this out. Adam Schiff is a snake. Uh, uh, he's the biggest fraud on Capitol Hill right now. Adam Schiff is doing the Democrats' dirty work in trying to cover up. The, here's the problem, Steve. I, I don't know how to say this any more candidly. The Obama team spied on the Trump team. The liberals have married themselves to years to this, this, this facade that they're civil liberties advocates. That's gone now. That is completely gone. They will be police state advocates from this point on when the public learns the true story, the extent of the Obama team spying on the Trump team, and it will decimate the liberal brand forever. And Schiff's the one who's been sent out there to lie and deceive in order to try and save this. But they can't because remember, guys, there are court transcripts. The Democrats yeah. can't run from this. There's no plausible deniability. Why am I playing this cut from long ago? It's kind of stupid. I could say it all over again. Because, folks, back in 2018, I warned you about something. The Democrats hate this Spygate case and this January 6th bomber case because the Democrats have built their entire brand around what? Tolerance, coexistence, fighting for the little guy. Joe, you're alive a lot longer than me. In the 60s, their whole thing was what? Like fighting the man, right? That was yeah. their thing. Like, Let's look at us. Gone. We're in this war against the yeah. man. That yeah. was their thing. The Democrat Party, the liberals were... The Democrat Party brand has been built around that, the ACLU, all of that. I need you to understand that when the Spygate truth comes out, like it's coming out now because of this new source that these three journalists got, that their brand is going to be, it, it's shit now forever. Their entire brand about fighting the deep state and the man has now been entirely reversed. The real renegades and the real misfits are now us, me and you, out there fighting the man, which is the new left. This is not a small thing. And it's one of the reasons the Democrats are panicked so much about this case and the January 6th stuff. Because if this was a setup, so the spy operation, which we know was, and January 6th, which I highly suspect it was, I'm almost positive it was, then the Democrats pushing the levers of government to set up the little guy, us, completely screws them over. That's one problem with this. The second casualty for this, uh, this entire Spygate January 6th story, which again, I'm going to get to in a second. I'm going to Piling through a lot of material today is going to be an important show. Share it, please, if you can. The biggest casualty for us, the Democrats, it's their brand. We get this. It's screwed forever. They are now the man. Okay. The biggest casualty for us, and this is important, is faith in government is destroyed. Well, Dan, I never had faith in government. Well, we kind of did, folks. No, no, not government like welfare programs and that. No conservative ever had faith in bureaucrats and government do anything about that. But in chat, if you disagree with me, tell me. We always had faith in things like the military, you know, years ago, faith in, you know, police officers and federal agents. Faith in that is being destroyed, destroyed every day by the left with this DIE stuff and the military weaponizing police departments and law enforcement during COVID, the FBI being used as a spy entity. This is the biggest casualty for us. This is an enormous thing. This may explain yesterday why that Haspel timeline in my head got tied in with Christopher Ray. Folks, Gina Haspel, 
at the CIA, the story I told you yesterday, who apparently knows where this binder of documents that has the entire Rosetta Stone, it has everything it's, that's supposed to tell the real story of the Brennan-led spy operation from the CIA on Donald Trump? The MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. I should ask this question yesterday, and I'm asking your forgiveness. I withheld something, and I shouldn't have done that. It was on my mind if I should say it or not. And it's not for the reasons you think. Someone texted me after yesterday's show, and then I realized it's time to go with this. Folks, we had a Donald Trump appointee in charge of the CIA for a long time after Donald Trump was in office. Where was the MacGuffin? Where was the binder? Folks, well, if Gina Haspel, Trump's second CIA director, knows where the MacGuffin is, second CIA director, this is where I was getting emotional yesterday, and I tied it in with Ray. What does the first CIA director know? Who was the first CIA director? Mike Pompeo. Folks, I'm, I owe you the truth, okay? I'm not, I'm not here trying to be anybody's friend anymore. Mike Pompeo is supposed to be a friendly. Is he? I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying he was the CIA director. We know I'm telling you Gina, Has, Gina Haspel's no good. I'm telling you that for sure. Gina Haspel ran that entire operation. Her, the, I should say the entire operation. To spy on Trump from Brennan was run out of CIA London when Haspel was there. I have no doubt why she wants to hide it. The question is, why did Pompeo do nothing? And did Pompeo know and or recommend in any way Gina Haspel to take his place? Folks, bullshit time is over, okay? It's time to start asking uncomfortable questions. Donald Trump is very likely to win the presidency in November again. We don't have any time for bad personnel decisions. I'm, I told you, you blame him all you want. If you like, I don't. I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to do this team arrivals approach where he brought in these people and these people who were formerly against him. Uh, he thought it would make for a better presidency. And what they do, they got in there and they screwed him over. We don't have time for that anymore. Constitutional loyalists are the only people who should be appointed in the next term. And I got questions for Mike Pompeo. Now that we know what we know about this Spygate thing, thanks to the great reporting of Taibi Schellenberg and Gutentag, what the hell did Pompeo know? What was he doing? Did he recommend Haspel? If he did, did he know about the CIA London operation working with Brennan to frame Donald Trump through this bump operation? Folks, Schellenberg put this story out yesterday. This is, I don't want to, I, I don't mean, I mean this in a complimentary way. The news is old, but the story is definitely new. On their blog, public, a CIA cooked the intelligence to hide that Russia favored Clinton, not Trump. Lee Smith did some good work in this, too, but they've got a new source. And apparently we now find out that in a small room in Langley, these so-called 17 intelligence agencies have told us Russia wanted Trump to win, that they worked at the CIA. And a lot of the state, they had a lot of stuff about Russians calling Trump mercurial, unreliable, and not steady. That doesn't sound like they like Trump. On the other hand, they know Russians apparently saw Hillary as manageable and reflecting continuity. It was a relationship with Hillary they were comfortable with. There was no real evidence Russia supported Trump at all. They were trying to make this bizarre case. Yes, 
We've known that for a while, but apparently they've got new sources now that this stuff may be in the MacGuffin binder too. Again, where's Pompeo? I'm sorry, man, but you need to speak out about this. Aspel, of course, has every reason to hide this. All right, I got a lot more to get to, but folks, that's why I was kind of distressed. It's not an excuse either. Fuck-ups are not allowed. Precision matters. And in this business, as a conservative, you're not allowed to screw anything up. You're not. I'm sorry. It's not fair, but that's the way it is. You can't deal with it by a freaking dog. But I was distracted because I'm torn on this because I got two different stories in my head, if that makes sense. One side of the Trump camp is not all one camp, folks. There are people who are in it for the money and there are people who are in it for Trump and the country. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure who told them what on this, but it was a bad call. Let me throw one other thing in, too, while, while we're sitting here in a mea culpa moment. Folks, that, um, that Mike Turner, the Republican congressman announcement that blew up the whole world uh, about a Russian space weapon the other day. I have zero doubt that there were political motives there to put that out there. Reauthorization of the FISA spying, uh, war, uh, spying authority, a funding to Ukraine. I have zero doubt there were some motives there they're not telling us. But um, a, friend, a friend of mine, let's say, contacted me yesterday, who I really trust, and I promise you is not one of them. He's one of us, but he knows them well. Folks, Turner might not be crazy, and I'm just going to leave it at this. With this Russian space weapon thing. I don't think it's a, any, you know, a panic kills, so it shouldn't panic anyway, but I don't think it's a reason to panic right now. The technology for them to deliver a nuclear explosive in space to knock out our satellites, uh, we're not exactly sure how far along, but we know it's not immediate. But you know me, I'm not here to, <clears throat> I'm not here to bullshit you and play clickbait stuff. When this friend contacted me, he's like, I wouldn't be so quick to blow this off. And he said, you know, remember that Obama movie you discussed about a month ago where the internet gets wiped out and the whole world goes bananas and we were all wondering why Obama found this particular movie interesting? I'm just saying, is there a couple head fakes going on? I told you in the beginning of the show, head fakes all around. Probably. They're probably looking to boost that Ukraine funding. Now Navalny uh, uh, died in prison, probably killed by Putin. There's no doubt about it. And FISA needs reauthorization. I have no doubt it helps them politically. But ladies and gentlemen, that doesn't make the story behind it completely crazy. I mean, I want you to think about it. If I'm trying to politically get more funding for the police department and a bank robbery happens that day, we, you know, we had nothing to do with the bank robbery happening. It's not a conspiracy theory. It happened. But there's no doubt police departments would use it politically to say, hey, see, we need more funding. But that doesn't make the bank robbery go away. So I'm just telling you in the chat, be really careful about dismissing this out of hand because Obama, that movie, I don't think any of that's an accident. If our internet and satellites got wiped out, ladies and gentlemen, we'd be in the dark ages in about four or five days. I'm just here to tell you the truth, however uncomfortable. And when this person reached out, someone I trust, I thought there's something there. All right, quick break for a sponsor. And Ed, I don't want you to think I've forgotten about Bombergate. New video. We're going to walk through it. I'm absolutely sure now you're getting effed over with another bullshit story. Now I'm 100% sure.
that the FBI's version of events is an absolute lie. Trust no one. Folks, Beam Dream Powder, you know, it's my new go-to. What is it? It's a hot cocoa for sleep. Let me just level you. I wear this uh, ring and it monitors my sleep and all this stuff. I am obsessed with sleep. Why? Because folks, when you triage what matters in your life, I'm telling you, you can exercise great. You can work out great. You can eat great. If you're not sleeping, forget it. Your health is going to be garbage. I had a problem sleeping. I used to talk about it all the time. Do you notice I've been a lot of uh, really energetic, a lot of energy lately? It's not an accident. I, I get to pick my sponsors and I love Beam's Dream Powder. It tastes delicious. It's a hot cocoa for sleep. It has science-backed ingredients. Other sleep aids cause the next day grogginess, not dream. It has a powerful all-natural blend. I'll say it again. You know what I'm going to say, folks, right? Please look this up yourself. These ingredients are incredible. Reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, apigenin, which has just been a wonder chemical for me, molecule. Melatonin, helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk. That's how I like it. Put in a little whole milk. Tastes delicious. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, get up to 40% off for a limited time when you go to shop. B-E-A-M.com slash Bongino. Shopbeam.com slash Bongino and use code Bongino at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash Bongino. Use code Bongino for up to 40% off. Check it out. Get a good night's sleep. You're going to need it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, the second biggest scandal of our time that may turn into the first is the bomber story on January 6th. Why? Let me just get bottom line up front. Bluff, baby, right now. Bottom line up front. The story they're telling you is bullshit. There is not a guy who put a viable bomb outside of the DNC to try to kill Kamala Harris. That is not the story. Someone set us up. Some operative trying to advance a leftist narrative that the MAGA people were crazy and were going to engage in an insurrection planted that fake bomb there. How do I know it was fake? Ladies and gentlemen, we got new video. Trust no one. This is a huge scandal. Big, big hat tips here to two excellent report. Well, actually three. Darren Beatty, who has been amazing. Hat tip to you. Amazing reporter. Julie Kelly, amazing. I'm, so, I'm not trying to waste your time, folks. These people deserve hat tips. Again, when you don't care about credit, a lot gets done. And another guy you may not have heard of, Steve Baker at The Blaze, who has been blowing this up too. We'll get to him in a second. Big, big hat tips. Here is some of the new video. We're going to put this up as a VO as I talk over it, because I'm going to show you watching this new video of Kamala Harris's motorcade arriving on January 6th at the DNC. Remember, she's not at the Capitol. Nobody knows why. Watch it on the screen. If you're listening on Apple and Spotify, please go back and watch this, but I'll walk you through it. I'm going to show you a couple of, here's the motorcade. Now you got a lead car there. The lead car stops, blocks traffic. Now you'll see there's a, a spare, a limo, and the follow-up. Dan, they're all suburbans. Yeah, wherever the protectee is, it's called the limo. That's, we don't call it the beast, right? That's just stupid talk. Now you'll notice another looks like some kind of control vehicle, a staff vehicle right there. So there's a couple of things about this video. See the arrival. Now you see what appears to be the lead agent get out of the lead car. How do you know all this, Dan? I've only done about 500 of these. Okay, now you see the cars blocking traffic a little bit. The DC Metro car starts to move. You got a DC Metro lead, and you're going to see some other cars pull up. Now, I want you to pay very close attention. The DC Metro car right here, the DC Metro Suburban, and that control vehicle are both roughly in the same spot now. Other car moves up to get out of the way. Looks like the, the uh, transportation agent, the Secret Service, is now directing a little bit of traffic. He gets out. You'll see another couple of agents. Here's another one. I don't know if that's a post-stander or the transportation guy. There's two agents out now. 
Looks like either the TS guy in the lead. Okay, now you see this control vehicle backing in here. This vehicle backs into the driveway. The DC Metro vehicle goes and drives past where the control vehicle is. You're watching it with what we would call in the Secret Service an in-town motorcade package, okay? And now you're going to see a couple of other things. This says to me, there is no freaking way that bomb was there. Or if that bomb was there, was it? Oh, and look at this. Here we go. We got another car drives right by it. This is this is not DC Metro. I, I the video's a little grainy, but that looks to be a uniform division Secret Service tail car, which comes up in the end. And what are they doing here? They're blocking the entrance to the driveway where Kamala Harris's the limo, the spare, and the follow-up containing the Secret Service guys just drove in. They're blocking that. Now you see more agents walking by. Ladies and gentlemen, as we're watching this, what are you guys thinking? Help me out here, fellas and ladies. Well, if you don't want to help me out, I'll help you out. This is an in-town motorcade package. What's an in-town motorcade package without giving away any deep, dark security secrets, which I would never do. An in-town motorcade package is for a protectee movement in town in Washington, D.C., okay? It is a smaller, more nimble motorcade package, still security. Uh, You'll typically have a Washington, D.C. Metro lead car, which you saw there, lead car, meaning it's in the lead, and a police vehicle in the back. In this case, it looks like it's Secret Service Uniform Division. Why does that matter? Folks, we had a D.C. Metro car and a Uniform Division tail there drive right by where the bomb's supposed to be, propped up next to a bench, while some kind of a controller staff vehicle is parked right next to the bench where a bomb is. So, just to kind of distill this thing down to easily digestible points, you're telling me a DC Metro car drove by this bomb, right by it, The spare limo, the suburban, but we call it the spare limo drove by it. The limo with the protectee, they all have agents in them, drove by it. The follow-up, which has a crew of agents in it, drove by it. A control vehicle parked next to it. Thank you, you're wonderful with the camera work. A control vehicle parked next to it, Joe. A uniform division car drives by it twice, and nobody saw this bomb, including... The bomb dog who was there sniffing it. So I wrote all this down because I don't, this, this is how I know there was no bomb there. There was either no bomb there or it was completely inert and some kind of training device. The TS agent, there, thank you. Stop it right there. I, that looks like it's the lead agent or the TS agent. TS is transportation section, the guy who does the motorcade. He's out of the car walking in the area the bomb is, along with the lead you saw before. So now, spare, follow-up, control car, staff car, D.C. Metro, uniform division, all trained agents, police officers, and two guys out on foot all managed to miss this thing in addition to the sweep. How do I know a sweep happened outside? Oh, hold on. We'll get to that next. One more thing. That control vehicle, folks, parked right in front of where the alleged bomb was. Can you please explain to me how they didn't see it? Thank you. See, Gee, man, I can't lose Gee. That's what a DC Metro car looks like. That is not a DC Metro car. That is. That is a Uniform Division Secret Service car. DC Metro lead. Why am I bringing this up? Because even if DC Metro are great cops, by the way, but even if you say hate cops, you're like, oh, whatever, they're just stupid DC Metro. They missed it. 
They're not. They're great cops. They drove right by it. We had a second set of uniformed police officers, Secret Service UD. You're telling me they blew by it too? Folks, this story is absolute bullshit. I want you to look at this second video. In case you think the 10 to 15 law enforcement personnel on the scene drove by it and missed it. Folks, now we know there was a sweep being done outside. Julie Kelly got some more video, and you can see in the video that there's a bomb dog. What? There you go. There's the guy sweeping right now with the dog outside. Look, you see the dog. The dog is right there. Not a, we showed you video the other day of the dog sweeping the car. Now you see him doing an external sweep of the perimeter. How did the dog miss the bomb? Folks, this story is bullshit. There is a huge scandal here. We are being set up. Some crazy anti-MAGA lunatic working with people, I believe, in the Democrat Party, set this thing up. They, there's no bomb there. Or the bomb that's there is strictly a training device and is not viable. Why does that matter? Because, folks, the FBI told us the bomb was viable. Their words. Folks, these stories can't be true, man. That cannot be a viable bomb. The dog would have hit the black powder. Either it wasn't there and they didn't miss anything, or it was there. And everybody was told to look away, which I absolutely do not believe. That look at, thank you, Guy. That's what it looked. How do you miss that? Guy, come on. Guy, how much law enforcement experience do you have? Minus one. Negative law enforcement. Joe, you? None. None. Okay, folks, how do you miss that? Chatsters, chatsters, you walk by a scene. With a Secret Service protectee and you see that. What's the first thing you think? Oh, shit, I'm getting out of here. And you go tell the cop, there's a freaking bomb there. You're telling me 10 to 15 trained agents and cops all missed it and an explosives dog. You can see walking around the scene? Bullshit. It wasn't even hidden. It wasn't even hidden. Bullshit. And all of a sudden, the Secret Service communications from that day magically disappeared. We'll take one last break. I got another video. This one is an absolute banger. No pun intended. Steve Baker of the Blaze, big hat tip to you. Something really strange after, happened after they discovered the bomb because it was there. It, that was there. The only question is, when did it get there? Did it get there after the sweep and after the motorcade? Kamala's inside. Put the bomb there? Or did it get there before? And in that case, either way, the FBI's lying. Because if the bomb was there before, there was no black powder. The dog wouldn't have missed it. No way. And the FBI is lying about it being viable. If the other thing happened where they waited for Kamala to get there, and it, this was an op, and they put the bomb there to make it look like she was under attack after the sweep to keep the Secret Service in the blind. If they put the bomb there later, the FBI is lying about when the bomb got there. They said it was placed the night before. There's no scenario by which the FBI is telling the truth. 
I'm going to show you this video of Steve Baker from The Blaze coming up next. Let me take my last break here. Folks, time's our most precious commodity. You've heard from so many of our listeners. They've asked for advice about how they can spend it wisely to improve themselves and the people around them. Hillsdale College. It is my go-to for more than 40 free online courses. Folks, I wrote this thing in my book about not wasting time. Please don't. They have amazing libraries of courses. You want to learn about C.S. Lewis, the Book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, the history of the ancient Christian church? Hillsdale's online courses are terrific. They're entertaining. They will grab your attention. They're available for free. Yes, free. I personally recommend you sign up. One of my favorite courses is American Citizenship and Its Decline with our favorite Victor Davis Hansen. It's an eight-lecture course. Take it at your own pace. Explore the history of citizenship in the West and its threats, threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of the borders, and more. And with the rise of globalist organizations, this course is self-paced so you can start whenever and wherever. Start your free course. Let me just be candid with you. The best part about these courses, you'll never lose the debate again. Check out American Citizenship and Its Decline with Victor Davis Hanson today. Go right now. They're free courses. Hillsdale.edu slash Bongino and start. It's free. It's free. It's easy to get started. Hillsdale.edu slash Bongino. Hillsdale.edu slash Bongino. Start today. You're going to love them. Send me your reviews. These courses are amazing. Take them at your own pace. Our last sponsor today, and I'll get back to that video. You're not going to want to miss this. If you had any doubts left, I'll explain it to you. You're one of the millions struggling with premature hair thinning and hair loss, some of my family members. Maybe you're scared about inheriting that thinning look because it runs in the family. It is a gene. Introducing Provia, a real solution that delivers on its promise without the harsh side effects, unwanted chemicals, and unpleasant smells. Thanks to our friends that developed GenuCell Skincare, Provia uses Procapil, a natural ingredient to effectively target the three main causes of premature hair thinning for men and women of any age. But do you? Joe, can you reach out to Teresa? Guy said he's got a bald spot. So, folks, we're going to do a test run on Guy, okay? By supporting scalp circulation. I thought he was, he's not kidding. He's dead serious. The delivery of nourishing ingredients and hair follicle anchoring to your scalp. Provia guarantees more hair in your head than in the shower, on the comb, or in our green room bathroom right there. Or 100% of your money back. Right now, new customers can save over 50% off Provia's introductory package at proviahair.com slash Dan. Every package includes a full 60-day supply of Provia serum for daily use. Plus, there's super concentrate that could give you faster, more noticeable results. Every order includes your choice of free gift to check out. See results for yourself right now. ProviaHair.com slash Dan. Provia, P-R-O-V-I-A, Hair.com slash Dan. ProviaHair.com slash Dan. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the FDA. Not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Okay. Our last video today. This one's going to be an actual video, not what we call in the business of voiceover where I talk through it. Because the great Steve Baker from The Blaze is actually going to narrate some of this. It's only about a minute. It's not long. I had to cut it down a little bit for the show. Here's what happens afterwards. In case you're still, maybe there's a couple people in the chat, but you know, maybe you can find them. Maybe there's a few in the chat who are like, Dan, this all looks innocent. Could all be a mistake. I don't know. Maybe black powder. Maybe the dog had the sniffles that day. There are still some people who shockingly believe out there that the FBI and everybody in this, the Secret Service, the leading the tapes, everybody did the right thing. This should put the nail in the coffin. So they find the bomb. They bring one of these robots to dismantle the bomb with a water cannon. And ladies and gentlemen, suspiciously, they move the cameras. Remember I told you the cameras you're watching there are PTZ cameras, pan, tilt, zoom, meaning someone's in front of these cameras to pan tilt and zoom them, zoom them with a joystick. 
they moved the cameras away so you can't see what happened. Both of them. But here's the kick in the balls. You ready? They forgot one. They forgot one. Listen to this. Just on the far left edge of the screen, we can now show you the robot extending the water cannon and boom. Now that you've seen the bomb being destroyed, it wasn't actually detonated. As a matter of fact, this water cannon is a disruptor and it fires a very high velocity, almost like a shotgun shell round of water or other type of liquid meant to disrupt the circuits and also whatever the explosive materials are inside the device. So what we're witnessing here is one of two things. Either the water cannon did its job perfectly as designed, and it is very reliable, or we're looking at an inert device. Maybe both. There's more, a lot more coming from this camera. Be perfectly honest with you, there were powerful forces that did not want this footage to be given to us. As a matter of fact, we didn't even have it until last night. There's a lot more to show you from camera 4205, even the evacuation of then Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Well, stay on it, folks. But I'm telling you, you're being lied to. Either the FBI lied about that bomb being viable, being viable to make it seem like a bomb could have killed Kamala Harris and these MAGA people tried to kill her, or the FBI is lying about when that bomb was placed. There's no possible scenario C here. Somebody's bullshitting you about this and hiding a major scandal. Okay, I want to get to this because it's important. It happened yesterday. Thankfully, President Trump has the dumbest freaking enemies on planet Earth between Twinkies, Alvin Bragg, Fannie Willis, and a bunch of morons and imbeciles out there constantly, endlessly attacking Donald Trump. Fannie Willis yesterday decides to take the stand in what is, has to be one of the worst appearances of by a by an, a lawyer. She's a she's an actual attorney in the case against Donald Trump. For those of you who missed the background of this case, she is the Fulton County prosecutor in Georgia who is uh, ridiculously trying to prosecute Donald Trump for trying to steal an election in Georgia, for asking basic questions about a vote count. Fannie Willis is a political hack. Uh, she's obviously an awful uh, human being, but we never knew how dumb she was until yesterday. I want to do a big hat tip here to Maze Moore first. So Fannie Willis has been accused credibly of having a uh, sexual relationship, shall we say? Although she seemed confused about that yesterday, Joe. The lawyer asked her about a romantic relationship. She was like, what do you mean? Like holding hands or something? I think we know exactly what that means. So Fannie Willis takes the stand yesterday. She is accused of hiring, in essence, her boyfriend, who had an issue. Uh, he was married. And uh, the boyfriend paying him with taxpayer money and taking vacations with him while he was the assigned guy to go after Donald Trump. And now, again, hat tip Mays Moore for finding this gem. Here is Fannie Willis campaigning for Fulton County DA and telling, it's about 10 seconds, that's it, so pay attention here, this is funny. Telling, uh, telling the Fulton County DA kind of audience that she's trying to get their votes, why they should vote for her uh, and get rid of the last guy they had. Take a, take a listen to this. Because they deserve a DA that won't have sex with his employees. Because they deserve a DA that won't put money in their own pocket when it should go to benefit children. Because we deserve better. 
I did. You thought, I didn't even see that coming and I caught it. You see that? Dude, it was like lightning hands right there. All I did was look up and I saw a monthly fly. It was like this, flying at my face. Dude, that is a hardcore right there. You believe, Maze Moore, you are a genius. Whoever found that. Uh, hire me because we don't want someone who has sex with their employees and puts money in their pocket, which is exactly <laughs> what Fannie Willis is on the stand being accused of. This is freaking hilarious. Here she is. I'm not going to play it. Folks, there's so many gems. I just had to pick one of them between her talking about, you know, their 50th birthday, whatever, being like a baller party. I don't know what she was trying to do, like pitch herself as some warrior for the cause. And listen to me. No sane person came away from this thing yesterday thinking anything other than what an absolute joke. So I'm just saying to the Democrats out there and the libs, you want to own it? Own it. It is all yours. Go for it. You want to go on MSNBC? Because some commentators were like, this is a great day. You know, fight on queen or whatever. You go right ahead. I promise you, just like the border situation where you think you're winning, but you're losing, this is going to be an epic disaster. Here she is yesterday uh, suggesting that any questions of, of, of uh, the goddess Fanny is, in fact, an attack on democracy. Check this out. True that you met Mr. Wade October 2019. Judges, we haven't gotten to the point where Ms. Willis should be treated hostile in this situation. I think we. I very much want to be here, so I'm not a hostile witness. I very much want to be. Not so much that you're hostile, Ms. Willis, would be an adverse witness. Your interests are opposed to Ms. Merchants. Thank you. Merchants' interests are contrary to democracy, Your Honor, not to mine. Folks, remember, listen to me. Okay, beam in here. It doesn't matter what happens to Fannie Willis, if she's taken off the case or not. Yeah, it may matter for Trump in some way. For the, the case is done. The case is finished. This was a political case. It was never a serious legal case. The politics of this thing have completely turned. Think about all of Joe of uh, of uh, Donald Trump's enemies. Joe Biden on the classified documents case. Oh, look, he's got a classified documents case of his own. Alvin Bragg, who's going to go first, brings one of the worst cases in American history in this Stormy Daniels payment case, suggesting it should have been a campaign donation when they actually prosecuted uh, John Edwards for using campaign money to pay off in the exact same case. Fannie Willis on the stand talking about attacks on democracy, looking like the most unlikable human being on planet Earth as she's knowingly, knowingly involved in a major scandal and just gaffs it off. Here, you know, this is how you know this was bad. And, and to be fair, there was a ton of MSNBC and CNN commentary where they were like, rock on, queen, you're the best. But it's usually universal. And I'll show you that in a second. With the, with the media echo chamber, with this gratuitous thing, I'll, hopefully I'll get to it. There's usually an echo chamber. The echo chamber broke yesterday. Even MSNBC, this commentator, had to acknowledge, this, this just looks terrible. Check this out. This is epic. This is monumental. If things are going in the direction we think, uh, Fonnie Willis lied to the court, it's game over for her. She will be disqualified. Um, if they had a relationship prior to when they uh, represented to, to the court, it's, it's a huge deal. I, I can't overstate it. And do you feel the same way, Charles, based on the testimony of what we just heard? 
And we just learned Nathan Wade, who is the special prosecutor in this case, walked in the courtroom. He is being sworn in to testify now about this issue and his relationship with Fonnie Willis. Let's listen. Folks, this is a political case. Yes, it's being run on the criminal side of the ledger. I understand that. I'm not naive. And yes, it's serious because the legal system has been weaponized. But I need you to understand that lawfare, using the law as a political weapon on the criminal side, which is what they're doing, requires you to have the public at your back. The Democrats can pretend all they want that yesterday was a go queen day. She looked so great. She looked like shit. She looked like a moron. She said at one point she wasn't even aware of the ethics requirements of notifying the uh, her, her, uh, the, uh, the, the the government, the Fulton County government, of ethical obligations about her, her relationship with this guy, Wade. She's like, oh, I didn't know about you. You're the DA. You're the law enforcer. You didn't know what the law is? This was a disaster. Cut the bullshit. Let them own it. Just like they continue to own Joe Biden. No, he's not mentally incompetent in the border. The border's closed. Same people are not. 20, 30% of the Democrat Party doesn't give a shit. They're like, yes, queen. They don't care. Forget them. They're, they're useless. You're never going to convince them anyway. Don't worry about them. There are Democrats and independents out there who are watching this thinking what you're thinking. Holy shit, what a train wreck that was. Lawfare is their only option going forward. And I'm telling you right now, Joe Biden does not want to leave. I just want to get to this piece in the Wall Street Journal quick because I read this. And if this story, this story, I don't know if this is good. If this doesn't interest you, tell me in the chat quick to move on. The, did you? Okay, I did too. I thought, now, he thought it was interesting. He just think anything's interesting. Joe did and me, so we're 3-0. and oh. I thought it was interesting because I lived this life working in the White House and with the president, and you see it. And I said this to you before on the show. I, someone go back and find it, oh, audience archivist, Judy. So you know I'm not making this up. I'm not fudging the numbers here. Joe Biden is not going to leave the presidency voluntarily. He's not. And one of the reasons I said is Joe Biden likes being president. Everybody likes being president. Even in its worst moment, what did I tell you? The presidency has power. This is a really, really great piece. Kenneth uh, Kachagian, forgive me if I'm saying your name wrong. It's called The Real Reason Biden Won't Quit. And it talks about what I've been telling you for a long time. Folks, being the president, everything he says here is true. You want to talk about it is being the president. It, I don't know what it's like to be Taylor Swift or anything else, but you're talking about the most famous people in the world, right? LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Taylor Swift, Tiger Woods, all these people. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you there is nothing like being the president. Here's the article. He says Joe Biden's not going to step down because it's a real simple reason. He's enthralled with the trappings of his office. I'd add because he's a sociopath and a narcissist, too. When seated on Air Force One, Biden can press a button and within moments, a military steward appears. May I help you, Mr. President? Correct. Check. The leader of the free world can beckon a staff member for a soft drink, pencil or pair of glasses. Check. There's a nearby phone and a signal corps operator. They can connect him with a king, dictator or a cherished granddaughter. Just like that, by the way. Check. Oh, there's more. folks. These people, that the trappings of the office are ridiculous. When he wakes up, his butler gives him breakfast, a starch shirt, and a perfectly pressed suit. Yes, that's correct. Along with his protein shake, he receives the daily news bulletin. Check. He, has, he never has to ask, by the way, where's the doctor? There's one right downstairs. When you get off the elevator to the residence in the White House, there's a doctor right there. Oh, and by the way, in the doctor's office is a barber shop. 
None of this, all of this is true. Here's the most important part, though. It's not just the personal uh, trappings of the office that he loves. I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. Nothing. An armed security detail trained to the finest standards on earth with you everywhere, bomb sniffing dogs. You never sit in traffic. You never wait for anything. Even Taylor Swift, the most popular entertainer on earth probably right now, has she doesn't have a half of this stuff. Not half. Here's the most important part to Biden, though. Along with these vast personal entitlements comes patronage. Mr. Biden nominates hundreds of federal office holders and countless Democratic committee members, each basically who owe him a favor. Scranton Joe never had it so good. You're damn right. It's a great article. Man, if you got time today, read it. The real reason Biden won't quit, check it out. Because everything this guy says, I think he worked in the White House. I don't know him, but I worked there for five years. Everything in there is absolutely true. There is nothing, ladies and gentlemen, like being the president. I so, Let me tell you a quick story. I don't know if you like stories, you hate stories. I'm going to tell you anyway. When I was a PPD agent, a Presidential Protective Division agent, I was doing a site in Youngstown, Ohio at a Caterpillar factory for Barack Obama. Um, I'm doing the site. Obama gets there and I may have said that, but I'm not going to say anything. He gets in the back of a limo. It was, a, I think it was a Chevy Tahoe that day, but he gets in the back of a limo with a United States Senator who had been in office, gosh, two decades or more, very powerful guy. Obama wasn't even president long. I mean, you can go look up the trip. Trust me, he wasn't in office long, maybe a year max when that happened, year and a half. So, and he'd only been a Senator for a little bit, a U.S. Senator. So this isn't a guy who'd been around the DC ecosystem like Joe Biden, who'd been around forever, right? He got in that car and is a Democrat senator and he ripped this guy a third asshole. He has a third. Yes, because he'd ripped him a second one five minutes before. I have never seen a guy get dressed down like this in my life. And the guy walked out of there like a beaten, broken dog. Why did Obama do that? What's the answer, Joe? Because, because he, he could. could. <laughs> because he could. And there's nothing that guy could do about it. Ladies and gentlemen, man, there's nothing like being the president. All right, here's what I mean by the media bodyguards being out in force. When they get a talking point, they rock and roll with it. So it's been a really bad week for Biden. The special counsel report by Bob Herr has them in a bind, a classic dilemma. Biden got accused of stealing classified documents. The special counsel says we can't prosecute him. He's basically senile. So Biden has two choices now. Biden's choices now are admit you're senile and that you had no motive or admit you're not senile and admit you're a criminal. The special counsel really penned this guy in. He's got nowhere to go. But there's a third aspect to this I haven't really uh, discussed. The genius of the special counsel report, and I'm not suggesting her is definitely a, a Democrat swamp player, no doubt in my mind. The Democrats want Biden out, though. But the genius of the report, whether her knows it or not, is it's forced the media into a really bad spot. Merrick Garland was their hero, was their hero. Garland's the one who appointed her. And now the special counsels forced the media into a spot where they got to attack Biden's own Justice Department. Play about 30, 40 seconds of this. Check this out. Listen, the word of the day in this report came out to describe the uh, uh, descriptions was gratuitous. And I think that was right. There were cheap shots. I found some of the language in the report a little bit gratuitous. I think that this uh, special counsel report was gratuitous. This gratuitous language that he used. Gratuitous language about his mental acuity. A very gratuitous hypothetical about Biden's age. And I think the word gratuitous is generous. There was so much unnecessary, inflammatory, and partisan kind of language that 
was used about President Biden in there. There's a Justice Department tradition that you don't interfere with presidential elections. This seems like the height of interference. It's gratuitous. Republicans making hay out of the gratuitous age comments in the report. This is a little bit, in my view, beyond editorializing. It is gratuitous political hackery. All of the other language. We use the word extraneous. We, are, we use the word gratuitous. But like I said, I think those are generous words. Those are just actually too nice to say. They were not supposed to be there. Folks, these people think with a hive mind, they're too stupid to think for themselves. You see it? You see what they're doing here? You see what the, 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 the special counsel has them in it? They don't know what to do right now. They've created a really serious, really politically deadly situation for Biden, where he's in this classic dilemma. And they don't know how to get out of it. They keep spinning and digging themselves deeper. But here's where they're going to have a real problem now going forward. I want to expose something here in a second. When the special counsel report came out, Joe Biden went in front of the camera that night and he made a major, major mistake. And he made a mistake that now even NBC's calling him out on. I'm going to tell you why NBC's doing it. But first, listen to the mistake. See if you catch it. Now, I'll, I'll explain it on the other side. Check this out. There's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, wasn't any of their damn business. Oh, boy, was this a major F up. Because what happened now? See, Biden, who's notorious for introducing the tragic death of his son into political conversations to turn the attention on him, he tried it again. But this time NBC turned on him. But why? Now, when I put this up, I want you to look at the author. Joe will recognize the name right away. Uh, Biden attacked her for asking him when Bo died. That didn't happen, sources say. This is NBC. Look at the author. Fusion Ken Delanian. He's back. Now, Fusion Ken, who Joe knows well, is the biggest swamp intel mouthpiece at NBC. He's fed just a bunch of garbage and he regurgitates it out. Why would Fusion Ken Delanian and NBC News decide that they were going to take on Biden with this claim? The gist of the claim is this by NBC. And they're going to be, I know they're going to be accurate. This is why they wrote the report. Robert Herr uh, never asked that question about when Bo died. In the five-hour interview, it was the president who brought it up. So according to what I'm hearing about this, and what I think is going to come out in the transcripts, the president must have said at some point with him bringing it up, Biden, he must have said that happened right around the time Bo died. And her and his team said, and when was that? And the president didn't know. It wasn't her. Oh, excuse me. It wasn't her bringing it up, H-U-R. It was Biden who brought it up. So now Biden's got himself in a dilemma again. Because what's going to happen? And why is NBC, why is Fusion Ken Delanian writing this piece? Because he's interested in journalism all of a sudden? Come on, please stop that. Why? Chats, there's any idea? Because these transcripts are going to come out and Robert Hur is testifying in March in front of uh in front of the uh, in front of the congressional committee assigned to investigate this, and Robert Hur is going to be forced to tell the truth. They're going to have the transcript right in front of him. So now Joe Biden created yet another shit show for himself, where Joe Biden's going to have to admit he lied about Robert Hur asking him about his son when he didn't, because the transcripts and possibly recordings are going to come out, or he's going to have to say what? He's going to have to say it and remember again. 
This guy, man, you want to talk about a professional rake stepper. Joe Biden is the single most incompetent buffoon I have ever seen. I love distilling these down to simple binaries because most of them are. They have created inescapable binaries. They have no way out of this now. Let me end on this. It's a Friday. You want to see Dan Goldman get wrecked again, folks? The second dumbest member of Congress. Remember we talked about Biden's authority at the border to shut down the border by proclamation? Watch this idiot Dan Goldman get wrecked in his own congressional hearing by a professional on the immigration issue. This, I'll leave you with this on a Friday. Check this out. I just came in a, a minute ago, Mr. O'Brien, but um, you said that the president has the authority to shut down the border right now. Under what authority uh, do you refer to? As I said, Section 1182F of the Immigration and Nationality Act, which was the statutory provision that was at issue in Trump v. Hawaii. It's a provision that allows the president by proclamation to temporarily suspend the admission of certain classes of aliens into the United States. So why didn't Donald Trump use that? He, he did. That's why the Trump v. Hawaii case went all the way to the Supreme Court. But then what? why was it relied on Title 42? Um, well, there was a pandemic on. I mean, Title 42 is pitched at a very different set of circumstances. It's specifically at a public health crisis. 1182F is pitched at a general power to manage the border in confrontation of a crisis. Listen, the end of the year, Joe, he, who's ever still here working with us at the end of the year, I need a compilation of Dan Goldman's greatest hits. And by hits, I mean misses. This guy has got to be one of the stupidest smart people I've ever seen. No one... It's a three-hour special. Nobody gets wrecked more than this guy. All he had to do was look it up. We discussed it on the show. We discussed that Immigration and Nationality Act, did we not? All he had to do was watch the show. It's not like it's written in, like, hieroglyphs. It's U.S. law. What an idiot. This guy, I love watching this guy get wrecked. Folks, I hope you join us for the book signing February 17th, which is tomorrow. I have a book signing for my new book, The Gift of Failure. Uh, it's at Books A Million, 2243 Tiger Town Parkway in Opelika, Alabama, at 11 a.m. Central, Central Time. I hope to see you there. Uh, if you want to pick it up, pick it up. You, my old book is actually selling better, which is hilarious. Follow the money. So it talks about this whole Ukraine thing. So I think it was like 50 or something on Amazon, which is bananas. But uh, I'll see you there hopefully tomorrow, 11 a.m. Central Time in Alabama, continuing the book tour. And I'll see you back here on Monday. Good day, sir. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.